Today is January 26th in the year 2020, live from their underground lair deep under Hyrule, it's Maelstrom Radio. Maelstrom Radio. the show just right before the show uh so i have a uh, splitter for my usb uh down that's how my mic yeah i can hear it now yeah yeah and uh so what happened was is that uh the power cable to it is broken now so now it's like i have it standing still if i move my foot three inches forward (laughs) it hits for some reason (laughs) it goes right out resets my whole mic so (laughs) i i have to stand completely listen this is going to be a uh a perfect show. I love you. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Nelson Radio, where nothing goes wrong, and the sh- the show hosts make it look like it's a professional thing uh, out of a uh, 1997 tech TV day sort of situation. Remember Kevin Rose? Maybe I'm old. Am I just old? Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. <laughs> just, hey, oh welcome to Nelson Radio. I have a co-host. Up. His name is Shin. He's he's uh, it's actually his name is Quentin. He's from Canada. He's cool. He likes to play video games, and uh, he's smarter than me, really. <laughs> Uh, and we have Justin Nick, who's far more professional than both of us. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Much better looking in a tank top than either of us can be. I swear, that I could swear about. <laughs> professional in, in, in Oh my God. Just right. well, we have a show or something. I don't, I, let's just get into it. I'm not going to touch yeah, anything. Just, this... We just get into it. Don't even worry about it. I can edit that out. The show, the recording is going to sound amazing. Don't even worry about that. I might leave <laughs> it in for comedy. Did you say it's oh a comedy God. cast? So maybe this is funny. Someone somewhere is laughing at all of this. Don't worry. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump into the news, right? Uh, did, we did, I've been busy. I didn't game a lot this week. A little bit of Overwatch. So I don't know. Shindy, you've been playing Final Fantasy XIV mostly, right? I have yeah, mostly been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Not nothing special though, just grinding stuff because it's kind of patch low. Justin, you, I mean, you you play. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing. I'm playing The Last of Us right now because I never got around to it when it first came out, which is amazing so far. But I also play Overwatch, and I also am a longtime Final Fantasy XIV player as well. So that's how we got our start. That's where we started. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we were less somehow less dumpster fire then. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Shout out to Fairy Server. Thank you. We, we were, we're on Gilgamesh. Yeah, we were primal fans. Oh, Gilgamesh. 
<laughs> it happens. <laughs> we were like, let's go on the server where Mr. Happy is. That was bad. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hop into our gaming news and uh, and have this wonderful in, uh, interview that we have uh, set up with for our uh, show guest, uh, Justin. Uh, all games that people seem to be excited about are currently delayed. That's the Final Fantasy VII remake, the Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, there's so many. So many games have been... And as a gamer... <laughs> I'm okay with this. Uh, it, it it actually spaces out me buying a lot of this stuff instead of one month. Um, but I understand that some people get upset because they're like looking forward to these games coming out. But uh, Shin, have you seen what people have replied to about like this stuff coming out? Like some people are saying this is going to enforce crunch. I, I... Yeah, it's kind of, I've seen a few good threads on it, but uh Overall, like I, I don't really know what's going on within the studio, so it's hard to tell. But yeah. just because like you get an extra two months, but that also means that for the next two months, everything's still on fire. So there's probably a good chance that it's still kind of crunch time. I agree. Uh, I, I mean, it's less crunch than them saying, hey, we're going to make this date. So if anything, this gives a little more leeway for those those dev- developers that are sitting there and and sleeping instead of them sleeping at their desks and not seeing their family, they can at least go home. So and hopefully, like as it kind of gets more normalized to delay games if they're not done, it will lead to better timelines for developers and hopefully eventually have less crunch in it. Yeah, and just maybe not today. I, I just hope this is, becomes a standard across. The, I know it's gonna. It may upset gamers, but honestly, I'd rather see it become a standard that I we're as a company we're willing to push stuff back to make sure that it comes out at the quality we want it to come out as, and also to give our team the ability to sleep. So. And you cut out again. Oh no! What happened? No. What? Oh, now you're back. Now you're back. Now okay. you're back. Yay! I'm just gonna, gonna be a whole thing. I'm just gonna slide a little further. I'll, I'll be fine. I'm just gonna sit back here. It's gonna. Be, I, won't, I won't even touch nothing. Just my mic button. That's it. It's fine. Yokotaru, uh, <laughs> the lovely director of Near, uh, the Near Saga, uh, wants to blow shit up. Just all the shit. Just all of it. He wants to blow it all up. All of it. Uh, and what I what I think he means is Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> so, he wants to blow Final Fantasy fourteen up and. Uh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I mean, don't blow up the game and shut it down, but I'm okay with it. See what happens. Justin, have you done the uh, near raids yet? I have done the near raids. They were spectacular. I mean, I played near the near games and to just go in and hear the music and everything like that was, it was a really special experience for me. I was amazed at them. So Speaking of music, I was at the concert last night. It's so good. I, I actually saw that you guys were at the concert, and I was very jealous. Dude, so <laughs> good. So good. They, the first half was all music from Replicant, and the second half was all Automata. It was beautifully done. Yokotaro took time to create videos for Replicant and explain the story as the songs happened. And it's like, for a lot of people, Automata is their first intro to the series. Uh, so for him to take the time and write out the story, it was beautifully done. Oh, it was gorgeous. Just, just, I, I would go to any other of the Square Enix content, uh, concerts, but I think Yokotaro having his hand like on, like it almost felt like the whole series has been his baby 
and he's kind of like like a mad creator so having him come out with the mask and talk about it and he's a very nervous person so he didn't even come out the second time when they brought they just brought out his mask and then bowed the mask for him because he doesn't like being in front of large <laughs> groups of people so uh it's it was pretty cool it was a great experience so if you were in chicago yesterday you know you probably saw me walking by with uh susan our producer <laughs> uh and then, of course, uh, Rainbow Creed has been raising money for WWF Australia this all week and has beaten their original goal of 10K Australian, uh, which is $6,830 US, by raising over 17000 Australian, which is 11800 US as of January 24th. And uh, yeah, do we have that's two days old? That's two days old. Are we getting is it has it gone up since then? It has actually. I the last time I checked, we were over twenty thousand Australian dollars, which is I think just a little over thirteen thousand U.S. dollars then as well. Uh, the the actually stream team was actually continuing their their fundraiser through tonight, so it'll officially close tonight and be over. But I know we had people raising money today as well too. That's amazing. That's congratulations. That, that we we've done extra life in the past. So oh. it, did I cut out again? It's probably- no, I just it, um, a chat here is updated. Got twenty one thousand seventy six ninety nine. Yeah, wow, that's amazing! Nice. That's really great. That's a- I am like so proud of everybody. I mean, it, I mean, it's a team effort, absolutely, and everybody's been really was really excited about it as well. We just had our launch uh, middle of January, uh, and to go along with the launch, we we have two Australian streamers on the team as well. And obviously it's been weighing on a lot of people's hearts uh, what's going on and sort of like the lack of visibility uh, with what was happening. Uh, so as a team, we kind of all came together and said, you know, we would love to like kick off the team, not only with highlighting our streamers, but also with having a fundraiser for a cause that was important to to all of us. So everybody, I, it's just really amazing to see. I mean, we, I, 10,000 10, Australian dollars was, I thought, ambitious. So to see that it's now at 21,000 is crazy to me. <laughs> It's a great way to kick off the whole like stream team plus the charity event. Like it just, yeah, no, I it's been it's been. I mean, it's a learning experience for sure because uh, this is uh, I I co-founded the team. I'm like the I'm the partner checkmark that was able to actually create it. But then with my with my good friend John John, we sort of had this vision for an LGBTQIA plus stream team, and and it's just been really spectacular to see it coming together uh, and to see it. Uh, already getting, you know, a little bit of word of mouth. And I think that's just what the LGBTQI plus community needs. Uh, we just need, uh, you know, people who are there to champion everyone who's in this community. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think that the fundraiser doing so well is just another fire that's sort of lit under all of us to, to really keep moving forward with it. Amazing. That's, it's really is amazing. Yeah. And I guess that's, a good segue and better than 99% of the ones we have on the show usually, but uh, <laughs> do you want to, I guess, explain a little bit more about Rainbow Arcade and what it is and like how it came? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, I started on Twitch back probably two years ago now. And uh, I, when I first got on the platform, you know, being very proud and openly gay, I, I really searched. The first thing I searched for was teams on Twitch. Uh, where there might be, you know, LGBTI representation, where I could go and find streamers. Uh, I know that the tag also exists, but I was like, maybe there's a team of like streamers who are like-minded, uh, and I didn't find one at the time. Uh, I know that there there's a lot of really amazing content creators who have uh, very specific creeds for their communities, and that's amazing. Like uh, I think of Deer, 
uh, a partner drag queen streamer who has a community of, of drag queens and drag kings uh, on the on her team. It's amazing. Um, nicotine with uh, the transgender community then as well. Uh, and sort of like what I sort of envisioned was a place where uh, the whole entire community, you know, regardless of how where you find yourself in the LGBTQIA plus acronym can sort of come together uh, because I, you know, I am a white cisgendered uh, gay man. So I occupy quite a bit of privilege in the community. And what I often see is that we end up in these tribes or these silos where, you know, e you know, even to, to my detriment, I, you know, there's, I follow people who look like me. It's sort of human nature. You see somebody who looks like you, you gravitate towards them. Uh, and what I realized is we weren't doing enough as a, you know, not only as a community to, to have a place on Twitch, but also to uplift each other and to learn from each other. And I think that's something that's been really amazing for me on Twitch is that I get to be exposed to so many different people in the LGBTQIA plus community who have completely different stories and have dealt with so much more than I have. Uh, and so, uh, you know, really the, the purpose of it was to create a place where we could be intersectional and very deliberate about being intersectional with how we uplift and propel the community on Twitch as a platform. That is probably the best answer I could have given. I, I, I couldn't have done better that. I, it, it's, I, I've been around and, and I don't know, I've been around Twitch long enough and I've streamed long enough, both from other previous shows I've done in the early days of Twitch, before there were communities, before there were teams and all that. So it's fantastic to see that, that it's now becoming a space where people can create these sorts of teams. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing. Like it really is like, I, I mean, a lot of it was for the early days was just outside. You had, and, and discord wasn't even the thing yet. We were still using like team speak right. and stuff like that. So it was just Twitter. It was just social media. And then even then, like, right. It was hard to like sit there and have these discussions unless you were doing something in front. And I think now that it's easier to support other people. It's, it's amazing. Like, I think it's grown a lot. Um, so you told us a little bit about uh, Rainbow Arcade. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. So uh, I, uh, my, so a lot of people will know me initially from Instagram, uh, whether that be good or bad, but my partner and I amassed a pretty big following on Instagram. Uh, and I found it to be very two dimensional. I, I grew up like I was super nerdy. I wasn't very popular. I, I really escaped to video games and I had moved when I was pretty young too. So for me, video games were my escape. My escape was Final Fantasy nine. I remember, I remember being the most intense actor and pretending to fake six so I could stay home and play Final Fantasy nine because I, it was like, it was my escape growing up. And so I, I started to get a little bit jaded about being on Instagram because it's just the same things over and over again. I feel very fake. And, you know, a lot of the trappings of social media are the worst they can be on that platform in particular. So I sort of made this decision. I was like, I love video games. And it's always been a big part of my life. My brother and I played Final Fantasy XI growing up. That was like my first MMORPG. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to play on, I'm going to play video games and I want to be on, on Twitch. So I sort of started this journey and it's been absolutely amazing. So I'm Justin underscore Nick on, on Twitch and the communities on Twitch are just 
I, I don't even have words for it. It's, it's truly amazing. You see these, these amazing streamers and these families that sort of build up around them and they, they absolutely feel like families. I mean, now that I've been streaming a two and a half, three years on Twitch, I, you know, I, they're, they're the people who are, that I reach out to daily. Like it's just been a, a truly amazing experience. So uh, that's sort of like the quick and dirty of how I, you know, traversed my way through the social media milieu to end up in uh, on Twitch and and for it to be my passion, really. So, so you definitely noticed that like the Twitch community as a whole, as compared to like other traditional social media communities is very. Yeah, it's it's completely different. I mean, people it's very transactional on, for example, on Instagram, uh, you know, you get a like. Uh, you figure out what works and then it's like repeat over and over again. Uh, I, I think we, my partner, and I became very jaded. We tried to use our platform on Instagram for something more. So we did this whole thing where we went up to Washington, DC, we interviewed politicians and we were like, we wanted to talk about, you know, gun control policies and like get it to be a thing. And the, the way it tanked was so palpable <laughs> that it really kind of hurt us. Uh, it just completely jaded us. It like, took the wind out of us almost with how we felt about Instagram and social media as a whole. I think for a lot of ways for me, Twitch has sort of relit that fire because it's such a different way to interact with people. It's, it's more genuine uh, and people get to know the real you and they appreciate you for the real you. Whereas for me, what I really saw in stark contrast on Instagram is that people appreciate who they think I am, not who I am. So that's why Twitch for me has been such an amazing experience. So and we talked about it before in old episodes, but and, and but there's a lot of new people watching us that came from your stream. Thank you, by the way. Hi, how are you? You're all beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Shin and I met, or Quentin and I met uh, because I was doing an EverQuest Next podcast before the game even had come out, and he was running an EverQuest uh, website called EQ Nexus, and he was doing back. You were doing back end stuff for the the website, right? And one of the things. Yeah, I was doing all the technical stuff for them. And like one of the things is that we like they posted about our show and then like we met and like that and like we oh why yeah. what you want to boost your audio a little uh, I can do that yeah uh, so uh, I boosted it okay and uh, so uh, so we had went ahead and um, we uh, became friends and became best friends and we we've been doing this I don't know we've been doing how long have we been doing Maelstrom Radio now. Now this is our like thirdish year, excluding the yeah, excluding the year we started in two thousand seventeen. No, yeah, yeah, seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, and we started with as a maelstrom, and I'm still doing the other podcast then too. This was like a side project. This was gonna be like my side jam. Like I was like, no, no, we'll do the other one. We 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 had way more followers and 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 everything like that and more people that listen to us and i was like i just wanted to talk about final fantasy 14 with my friend that i convinced to play final fantasy 14 nothing can go wrong <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know lo and behold this became the main jam and the other show you know everybody kind of got tired of talking about gaming and doing twitch and stuff like that and and they all pursued other things they all pursued like different avenues of, of nerdum like uh, uh the, my old co-host went off and did uh started doing like uh larping and, and creating per like nerdy purses and, and and starting their own streams and him and i did this and uh i i i don't think i'd change any of this for <laughs> for, for 
Like, That's awesome. Yeah, because I think it, it brought it brought the best out of both of us uh, along the way, and like everyone we've met, and uh, so uh, we we've both met. You know, I think all of us have mentioned like Final Fantasy in some form. Like I'm a big Final Fantasy series fan. Shin's played fourteen. He's not played the other. Oh, you know, yeah, played thanks. Played. I also played one. That's right. You played one. <laughs> That's right. You played one. My introduction that. to Final Fantasy was about four years ago when Peter came up. It's like, hey, you should try this MMO. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh so uh beside if if it's just Final Fantasy, are there do you have any other uh favorite game series or are you just are, is you just experiencing series the now that maybe that since you started Twitch that you're like, man, this is like maybe in my top five. Like this is yeah, so uh, Final Fantasy has a really special place in my heart. I like went from nine to seven to eight to ten. I, I mean, I've gobbled them all up. So a lot of them are in my in my top five. So Final Fantasy Tactics and Final Fantasy Twelve are in my top five. Uh, the Last of Us quickly is moving into that place for me. Uh, I've been really enjoying it. I don't know. I think I was in school at the time, so I didn't have time to play it, and I just kind of like fell off my radar then. But people, as soon as I was getting onto Twitch, people were like, you have to play The Last of Us. You have to play The Last of Us. So The Last of Us for sure. Uh, and then uh, I've really enjoyed, uh, for example, I had a really emotional experience with the game uh, Gris, uh, which I really loved. Um, so yeah, it just, for me, it's I, I really gravitate just towards story-driven games because that's what I grew up becoming used to with Final Fantasy. And then also I, I did play MMORPGs then as well, like... Uh, Final Fantasy 11. I was on there for years. My little brother and I played together and then uh, Final Fantasy 14 came along and I've been playing that since Heaven's Ward actually. So uh, I've been doing that for a while too. Yeah. (laughs) Those are our fire episode days. (laughs) AKA the saltiest I've ever been probably. (laughs) The salt primal was real. Uh, Oh, I can't even imagine. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Uh, so, and I, I'm pretty sure Shin is, I won't know, maybe it could be our producer that is asking us, uh, best Final Fantasy 14 race, and why is it Lollafell? And why is it Lollafell? I didn't ask that, that, that was him. <laughs> the, the wrong answer, but okay. I'm with you, I'm with Excuse you. Excuse me? You and I are together on that. I'm sorry, you went from, like, a lizard person to the most bland here ever. So, I'm so handsome. <laughs> Are you a Highlander? Yeah. Me too. All right. Highlander supremacy. There you go. I, I, listen, I, I look like a, I, it's great. I, I look like a biker. My glam is on point. All right. I got a black leather jacket. I got, I, I listen, I even spent a little bit of money on the mock station. I got, uh, I don't, I can't remember his name right now, but I got, what's his face is, uh, suit from uh heaven's word uh uh i don't even remember his name the the it starts with the th i, I swear i'll it's like i'll after the shell remember it he's laughing because he knows who i didn't yeah i got Thancred's boot oh i thought has been around for a while i was I, wondering I, why you couldn't <laughs> think of the name i can't listen it's, i i three hour drive to chicago and back it's been a long it's been a long weekend uh and I got the pants with the, the, it's got the bandana tied around the leg. It's great. I look great. Fabulous. <laughs> bust, bust out he hasn't the changed like camera in over a year. Because it's so good. <laughs> when, listen, one. you know when perfection, you know, this is what perfection looks like. This is not this, my character. I, not this. 
I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a chubby Hispanic guy. This is, this is what you get. <laughs> Someone likes me. <laughs> a lot more people like the character. I'll tell you that. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, and we have a last question. Uh, Ninja was uh, Ninja has his own Fortnite skin, and streamers are important. So if you guys, you know, if we could all, I'm gonna pitch this to all of us. We could all have our own uh, character in the game. Uh, what would it be? Hmm. You mean like what game would I have it in, or or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would love to have a character in Overwatch, and I want it to be like super gay. Like I know Soldier Seventy Six. I know there's representation, but I want it to be like you know from the start like there doesn't have to be a backstory <laughs> like visually like, that's your backstory. yeah i wanted to just i want like a rainbow flag cape or something like that i don't know or maybe a gun that shoots rainbows but i want it to be obvious from the start <laughs> that, that would be fantastic like that would be a great, like how how can they make like a like a special like you know what's gonna happen they'll make like a pride month box and it'll be like it'll shoot out rainbows and stuff, <laughs> there like, you and, go yeah <laughs> and and someone from Blizzard secretly listening and like write that down, write that. Down. I hope so. <laughs> it's great. We'll sell so many <gasps> boxes. <laughs> uh, Shin, do you have do you have an idea? <laughs> if I had to choose a game or something, I'd have to go with the Zelda. Series. I mean, being a random NPC in the middle of like Breath of the Wild, that'd be good. Just yeah. kind of watch this dude run around, throw bra- bombs at things. Chug down like 18 meals at once. Yeah. Like, why is that guy <gasps> screaming at stuff? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, I get it. I understand. I get it. It's freezing cold out. Why does he have no clothes on? It doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> <gasps> uh, I don't even know. Uh, you know what? Well, we I, had answers. I know. Had, you Sad, put the question up. I didn't do that either. That was our producer. Our producer produces. <laughs> uh, for, you know what? For me, I think I think I would probably do a fighting game, and I'd probably pick my favorite, uh, which is Tekken. Uh, and I Ooh. think, yeah, I, and I and I don't know what I would do. I'm not a good fighter. Like, <laughs> like maybe just ha- <laughs> like just terrible fighting, like hailmaker, like just his haymakers and stuff like that. Like he's not. I'm not a good fighter. But you'd pick me because I'm like crazy technical and like people like in the right hands. I'm like the most devastating character, you know, at Evo. Like, like not <laughs> not good on like the normals levels, but like on like crazy levels where people are like in the right hands. I'm a beast. That's where I'm. At. Or or consider Susan Sprinkle in chat a random bear in the woods in Stardew Valley. There you go. Fair. I mean, technically, there is a bear in Tekken. His name's Kuma. <laughs> That's so, right. I forgot about that. There is. I, I could just see you walking around and, like, giving hugs to people. That, that's your finisher move. That, I think that is Kuma's move, though. He picks up people and crushes them. <laughs> Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I mean, you did have the, cam- the, the cameo in the, that fighting. The, the one that the Crucible put on. Oh yeah, no. Oh, that's right. My my special. So there's uh there's this weird wrestling game, and our we had show hosts make 
copies of I don't know. It was weird. I had a bear move. It was nuts. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Shin, why don't you go ahead and ask some questions so I can sip on this throat tea. Oh, it's, we're just going to like segue right into like... Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, as I said before, that was one of our best segues ever because the rest of them are terrible. They're not <laughs> So anyways, <gasps> let's get back to some of the topics we actually had like planned for this. Um, you talked about like building Rainbow Arcade and wanting to have this uh, focus on the LGBTQIA plus uh, community and content creation, and focusing on some of like the intersectionality that happens here. What sort of plans do you have for this community, or, or what are your thoughts on going forward now that you've started building this team and are growing it quite fast uh, with uh, your application process and everything? Right. So. I think uh, the first thing that, you know, sort of jumped out to us with what people consider to be an appropriate amount of LGBTQI plus representation is that we tend uh, to be sort of like a token in June. Uh, And this isn't just true on Twitch, but, you know, everywhere, Uh, you know, coming from Instagram where, you know, I do influencing, you know, you see like a huge uptick in June and companies are all rainbows and everything and then it's gone. Um, You know, you don't really get that again. Uh, and I think the same can be said if we're talking about intersectionality within the LGBTQI plus community as well. You know, we we don't do enough for, for example, black content creators who may be LGBT because they face a lot more uh, intrinsic and inherent, uh, you know, racism on top of the homophobia, the transphobia, what have you. Uh, and, you know, we have one month, you know, Black History Month comes and then there's a whole thing and then it's gone. Same thing with, you know, Asian Pacific Month, uh, you know, Latin American Month. Uh, There's just, it tends to be tokenism uh, that, you know, pops up and then it goes away just as quickly as it came. And you start seeing the same content creators over and over again. Uh, And, you know, they've worked hard to get where they are for sure. But, uh, you know, there's definitely a lack of inclusion for not just the LGBTQIA plus community, but these communities that also intersect with our community as well in really important and vibrant ways. And I think for us, really what we're seeing with Rainbow Arcade and really what we want to happen is we want Rainbow Arcade to sort of be a, a champion for the LGBTQIA plus community year round. Um, you know, the, the purpose of it isn't that there's one specific member who's more important or better than anyone else. It's a team effort because we all have really unique stories to tell and they're really important for us to listen to as a community too. And then, you know, not to get in the way of those stories, not to speak for anyone, but to amplify those stories and make sure that the the biggest amount of people can actually hear those stories. So I think for us, for example, we're already sort of planning, uh, you know, uh, exposure for our black content creators on the team. And we have some really wonderful, really wonderful black content, LGBTQIA plus black content creators on our team as well. So for example, like we're going to do our own thing for Black History Month as well and make sure that those content creators are being uplifted by the entire Rainbow Arcade team. Because like I said before, within the community, it's so easy to fall into those silos. It's so easy to be tribal. You know, I'm white and cisgendered. I'm in an area where I tend to, you know, whether it's, it's not even known to me, I don't even see it happening, but you tend to gravitate towards people who look like you. And the purpose is really to sort of break down those walls and make sure that content creators who don't look like you, who may, you know, find themselves as a different letter in the acronym, uh, that you're listening to them and that you're uplifting them at the same time. So I think that's really for us, you know, the most important thing, uh, you know, the LGBT community is vibrant 365 days a year on Twitch, you know, we're not just a June thing. 
And then you can like, you know, leave us behind and, you know, go back to your regular content creators. Just same thing with the the African-American community or the black community on Twitch. They're not just a token to use during uh, February to sort of up the, up your diversity metrics. You know what I mean? So I think for us, that's like the biggest goal. We're a community of LGBTQIA plus content creators, all with different backgrounds, all with different experience, life experiences. And we want to be there for each other and uplift each other and then create safe communities uh, across Twitch year round. It's such a fantastic goal. It really is a fantastic goal. Uh, and it's something I haven't seen with a lot of other communities. And even you said, like, keeping that up, uplifting of all the members throughout the year and, and just constantly. And in some communities, you see people are just added because they know somebody or they get asked in. And sometimes right. it feels almost like, and I don't, and I, I don't want to disparage anybody, that I, and I don't know any, like, but to me, I know that some people have joined communities in hopes of it getting them numbers, and right, look, and, or or getting them follows, and nothing happens. Like nobody's sharing anybody, or they go, like only those like those top people share to the next top person, and right, and it sounds like you you're just turning it the whole idea upside down in its head. It's like you're using it. I think what maybe Twitch even intended its reason to be was that to support people throughout the year, not just specific people. And then everybody else going to have to defend for themselves. And yeah. So that's honestly, I think that's been our biggest thing. Uh, we, we don't want this. And, you know, as we're because we opened up applications, uh, we are being very deliberate about making sure that the people that we select are a consistent. And I think the key word is like a consistent voice for the LGBTQIA plus community. They, you know, we were talking about it earlier, but um, you can't just use the LGBTQIA plus tag and then not be a voice for the community. You know, you, I'm not saying that you always need to be like championing every single cause, but you got to do more than just use the tag. Uh, so for us, this isn't about uh, a get, you know, partner quick scheme. It's not, uh, uh, you know, increase your views scheme. And that's something that we're being very careful as we're looking at these applications. And two, uh, I think maybe something different that we're doing than other teams is uh, John, John and I, John, John uh, is a, is a co-founder are going to look at the applications and sort of weed out the people who, and there's people whose applications like, I want to grow. And that's not enough. That's not enough to be on the team. So we're weeding them out. And then what we're doing is we're coming back to the full team and the full team is going to work together to make sure that we're not only hitting marks that, you know, that they are a consistent voice, but like, are we diverse enough? You know, I think a lot of people think they, they see diversity as being like anti-inclusionary simply because like they're worried like, well, I'm white. Am I going to be on the team? And that's not how diversity works. That's not how inclusion works either. You know, if we're saying that we're the LGBTQIA plus community, we better be hitting marks, geographic marks, minority marks, race marks, language marks. Like there's so much more to the LGBT, uh, LGBTQIA plus community than just putting that tag in your stream and then being like, okay, I'm done. So it's something that we're trying to be very, very careful about as we move forward. It's, it's amazing. Like it really, like it, it speaks volumes to me. Like I've been on this platform a very long time and like it, it, it is truly amazing. Like what you're doing and, and, and you're, 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 just the fact that you're you're hands on with the applications and you're and you're looking at making sure that people saying I want to grow and, and saying hey, that's not what this is, and I think that's fantastic. I really do. I, I think there's a lot of people. 
uh, you know, that come and join platforms like YouTube and Twitch, TikTok and, and Byte now that, you know, and, and they look at things and say, how can I use this so I don't have to do a nine to five? Right. Right. Like, and, and instead of saying, how can I do this just to be myself and have fun? Right. And, and be a content creator. And right. that's what I'm looking to do. Like, just just to have my voice heard and just hang out with people and like as a social I think using start using the idea of Twitch as a social media not only just a streaming and and being on in content creation but also as a social media saying hey listen like we have voices we can share with each other I think like when people stop putting it down as like hey I'm trying to make money because you'll right I don't think you'll grow like that'll never happen versus I just want to have fun with my friend and talk do a podcast and stream some games and and do this that's yeah. a much to me that's a much better like way to come and do this because you're going to yeah. succeed in doing that much further than right. doing anything else right absolutely I actually it like hits home for me a lot because uh one of the, an amazing member of our stream team Cypher of Tear uh just recently posted this uh this article about how we we take our hobbies and our passions and we're constantly looking to commodify them. And it sort of takes the, it sort of takes the meaning out of it almost. Right. Like, I'm not saying that you, everybody wants to be successful. I mean, if you love streaming, you want to, you want it to be your job, but I think we sort of fall into this trap where we, we have all these passions that we have and we, we commodify them. And then it suddenly becomes this thing that, uh, it doesn't carry the same weight anymore. I think there's there's a there's a way that you can balance your passion and also make it work for you without necessarily losing that passion because it becomes work, for example. So, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Shin, did you have any other questions? I think you did. I did, but I've been distracted by chat race, <laughs> so like <laughs> it completely went out of my mind. <laughs> but uh, we had a comment here from Yes Dom Daddy. Uh, there are so many subcultures in our community that don't get a voice with this effort, or end this effort gives it a bigger voice with support for the community. Like that's yeah, that sums it up really nicely. Yeah, and that's that's really what we're getting at. I mean, that's why uh, with our applications, we're we're trying to be very deliberate about the things that we do because the I mean even. We're trying to also, we have to balance this with the fact that we don't want our team to be like huge, right? Because from a management standpoint and from like building relationships with people, it's impossible. And, you know, we've had people who even are like 30 is already really big. And I agree, like that's already hard to balance, but we also owe it to the community as well to be like, look, where, where we are right now, like I, I know for a fact right now, there's no one on our team who is asexual and there's no one on our team who is intersex. And we're already missing part of the community there by not having someone on the team who represents that voice, who speaks to that voice, who creates a safe community for people who identify as maybe intersex or asexual. And same thing with, you know, uh, you know, we only have one trans creator. That's not enough. Like it's, it, you know, we have to balance this, you know, we want this team to grow and we want this to be, you know, uh, a, an all encompassing team that, you know, if you come to the rainbow arcade, you know, you can find somebody who speaks for you and the, your community, or on top of that, you find somebody who you can learn something from just by listening. But we also have to balance that with the fact that like, we can't bring in every single person in the LGBTQI plus community who streams simply because from a management standpoint, from making sure people on the team don't feel like a number, uh, you know, we don't want that. We want to make sure that people 
feel supported, feel uplifted, feel heard. Like I want, you know, anybody who's on the team, if they have something special going on, like if you're, you know, on a panel, if you're doing something, we want to be small enough that we can highlight those people and uplift them and make sure that, you know, we are making that voice heard, especially if they're in a community that often doesn't get a chance to be at the microphone. You know, that's part of having privilege is that you take a step down and you use it to stand with somebody who doesn't have that. And I, that's really what I foresee and really what I hope uh, the Rainbow Arcade will become moving forward. So I, I did remember my question as you were talking about there. You mentioned you're at like almost around 30 people right now. I think right. I read uh, your Twitter. You're looking to get an additional 50 or no, sorry, 40 people up to 70 different members uh, by the time of this first application period is through like, it was like 70 people is a lot to manage. Like how are you planning to kind of help expose all of these 70 different people? Cause that, that's a lot right. for any one person to kind of. Right. So our cap is actually 70, but what we foresee from, uh, from this round of applications that we're limiting more to 50 total members. So that will be about 20 people we'll bring on through this application round. Uh, and it's something that we discussed a lot. Uh, we had a lot of conversations back and forth about it simply because, you know, again, we were trying to balance like, we want to make sure that we, if you come to the Rainbow Arcade, you're represented, that you see yourself in the team or that you learn from somebody who's completely different than you with different experiences. But we also wanted to balance that with not being too big. Um, right now we have, uh, John John and I are like co-leading, but what I really envision for the team is a process where uh, we work together as as everyone. Like I, I, you know, every team needs management, if you will. But uh, for example, uh, Black History Month's coming up and we want to do something about it. We want to highlight our Black content creators. And I reached out to one of our Black content creators to ask, what can we do? Am I doing enough? Like, they're not necessarily on management, if you will. And I say that with air quotes, you know, but the team isn't supposed to be a hierarchy. It's supposed to be a family where we all work together and make it work like that. So I... I just like any team, I'm sure it can fall into sort of like the trappings of being too big. But my hope is that if we're deliberate about how we handle applications and who we bring onto the team, if they're already a consistent voice, they're already the experts. Like I can't, I, I am not, I am a, a cisgendered white man. I do not know an experience of what a, a black uh, LGBTQI plus content creator goes through. So that shouldn't be my story to tell. So they are on the same level with me on the team. They work, we work together. That's just how it has to be because that's not what this team is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be me saying like, oh, it's Black History Month. Like, I don't want to fall into the same trappings as other platforms like Twitch where it's like, here we go. Like, it's Black History Month. Let's do this. Like, it has to be continuous. And so when I sort of view like the way it will be managed as it grows is that we will have brought on people to the team who already bring expertise, who already understand what their communities go through and what they need. And that's who we'll go to. They, you know, this is a, this is a family, everybody's involved. And, uh, I, I really hope that that will sort of, uh, you know, take away some of those trappings of being too big. Uh, but it'll be a learning process, obviously, as we grow. Um, you know, we, we were doing rollout videos for all of our first members and it's a lot of work to do those things. 
Uh, so the purpose of, you know, capping sort of these, this first round of applications at 20 additional people is so that we can make sure everybody still feels heard. And if, if anybody does end up, you know, the, it is a family, like they, I, I hope that everybody on the team feels comfortable, you know, coming to anyone and being like, Hey, can we look at how we're doing this? Like, what can we do to make this better so that I feel heard? Uh, because I mean, everything's going to have bumps along the way. And I hope that as a team, we'll be able to tackle those. I have to say like, uh, how, how you got here is that, uh, my, my friend from many, many, many years now is Carrie or Curry, uh, as, as uh-huh. <laughs> and Curry is like, <laughs> I know who runs this. It's, it's <laughs> just go, go talk to Justin. And it was like, all right. And, uh, you know, and, and it was cool to see, uh, you, that, that intro video because it's fun fact curry used to be on the very very early days uh of maelstrom radio curry used to be a host here so, so oh wow that's amazing yeah <laughs> i've known him since t- teenage years so it's it's amazing to see like how far he's come uh you know in, in terms of like doing stuff like twitch and like it's cool that he's he's got his own he's got his own group and his own following and and that he's got this team now because I think he's doing a wonderful job over there and, and yes, supporting people. And he's built a very safe community and, and he's absolutely amazing at, at what he does. So, uh, and I think, are we on the last question already? Shin? I've been jumping back and forth. So <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't right, pay well. attention to the ordering of these things. It's just whatever <laughs> oh, made no. sense as we were talking. Oh no. All right. Well, um, uh, all right. Like, you're, you got the wheel. Take the wheel, Shin. <laughs> All right, I got the wheel. I, I, following up on that, too, like with uh, 50 streamers coming up or 30 now, 50 soon, and eventually 70, like it is a large group of, across Twitch. Do you have any plans or any thoughts about expanding to other platforms? Like maybe I know there's other streaming platforms like YouTube or Mixer um, or other just like social media platforms that really could probably use some sort of community like that. Although it, again, that we talked before with Instagram, like it's not the same, right? but there's always the possibility, I guess, of fostering similar sorts of communities on other platforms. Right. Uh, you know, I see social media, it really depends from, from thing to thing. I don't really see it happen. Uh, Instagram is like I said, so transactionary. I, it's like more like, what can you do for me? Like to get more likes and it, it, it can be a little disgusting, quite honestly. So I think for for what we envision is there there are already examples of communities that uh sort of cross uh you know the lines of of different platforms i think of the cookout uh they have representatives i'm i'm fairly sure on you know youtube uh, mixer twitch uh you know at the end of the day i i think the rainbow arcade is supposed to be bigger than twitch um and I, I really hope it is because what we're trying to sort of engender with this team is not like, hey, we're gay or we're lesbians, or we're bisexual or we're trans and we play video games. It, you know, like, sure, like we all play video games. We all do just chatting. That's great. I think the difference is like the people that we want on this team are people that who will speak up for the community, will stand with the community, will listen to other people in the community and take that home and really turn it into something bigger than just Twitch. I mean, this, it should be, I mean, we face so many, we face so much adversity and I, I can speak from that, like my personal view, you know, I already have a lot of privilege. I can't imagine what people who are trans who like they're being murdered constantly. Uh, you know, if you're a black, 
uh, LGBT uh, and a woman. You know, there's so many of these confounding factors that go way beyond Twitch and just gaming. So I I view it as a platform on Twitch to do something more. I would love for it to be something more than just Twitch, though. And, I, you know, we have our Twitter account and Twitter, you know, works really well with with Twitch. I mean, there you see like the connection between the engagement and stuff like that. Um, but my, my hope is that, you know, we are more than just the video games that we play. It's the, the voice that we carry while we're playing those games. And that would be the reason why I would hope that it would cut through those things. I mean, I, I already know so many people on the team who go above and beyond. I, I know Cypher of Tears in here. She's absolutely amazing. I've had the pleasure of meeting her in person and, you know, she's on panels. She, she's the 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 founder of I Need Diverse Games, like she's out there literally living it. She's living the process of wanting to make a change beyond just the platform of Twitch. She's having conversations about, you know, are we getting representation right? Are are we diverse enough? Are we doing enough? And that's should be the questions that we're raising. And I think that's bigger than Twitch. And I think that's what's really important. So do you feel with the uh, the the way Mixer is now grabbing people off of Twitch, right? Like paying big time streamers, hey, con- locking in contracts. Do you feel that a way Twitch can almost, and, and maybe not as a business standpoint, but as a way of you know securing a, the more of a community? I know you want to grow outside, but do you think that if Twitch started focusing on in, uh, inclusivity? Uh, within the communities and really reaching out to people like you and your team and, and, and other groups like this and say, hey, what can we do to be better? Much like how you're asking your, your, your team members, what can we do more? Do you think it's time for Twitch to start asking that of its streamers? Like, what can we start to do? And, and- Absolutely. I, I think it's, I think they've been waiting too long, quite honestly. I, I think that the problem, I think the way people view diversity and inclusion is wrong. Inherently, I think that we fall into a trap of it's always how it's been done. We know that this is the way we make money. And it's like this excuse that keeps like being the reason why we're unwilling to make change. Right. And I think there's plenty of examples out in real life where by having, you know, by pushing for diversity inclusion, that it does pay off. Like, I, I think that there's this thought. I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know why it permeates so much of our culture especially here. I mean, I can only speak for North America, obviously, but it really permeates our culture that like we do things how it's been done. It works like that. So sorry, uh, that just doesn't fly anymore. And I think that we are now uh, becoming slowly a generation of people who don't accept that any longer. I, I don't think we accept this, this story that, you know, it's always been done like this. So let's keep on propelling the the heterosexual straight gamer man like there's nothing wrong with being that but like hello there's such a beautiful diverse community here on twitch and you're wasting it you're throwing it away uh so yeah i, I for me i just don't buy into the buy into the 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 story around this that diversity inclusion shouldn't be you know something that's being like right on top that should be the one of the primary things that's being spoken about and it doesn't even you know i'm an lgbtqia plus content creator but it's not just that like you know you have so many so much diverse people that you could be uplifting on the platform and you don't and i really think it just boils down to like it's always been done like this so you know i think it's been too long they need to do it like yesterday (laughs) if not sooner (laughs) 
I mean, I would love to see that at a TwitchCon. Like, I would love to see that be a panel or be something where somebody sits down with people at Twitch and says, hey, listen, like, we can have this open discussion in front of an audience even and say, hey, listen, like, we'll take questions and, and come from streamers and come from the, the developing side and the people in the background on Twitch. And, and that's, I, I think an interesting thing, though, too, is that I, I, you know, I love Twitch as a platform. Sometimes I will say, though, that Twitch, for example, can do the bare minimum. And, it, you know, I, I'm not trying to like pull Twitch down because I love the platform, but it can do better. You know, it's not it's not wrong of me to enjoy the platform, but also say there's things that could change. I think about TwitchCon 2019 in San Diego, where a lot of these panels on diversity inclusion, on LGBT panels, they were pushed to the smallest room. They were sort of off to the side. It, you know, that kind of thing for a community like ours, who is constantly pushed to the side, who is constantly overlooked, who is constantly told like, oh, you know, you're not big enough or, you know, you don't resonate with enough people because you are, uh, you know, in the LGBTI community or whatever the reason, it's a little bit unacceptable that, you know, from a metric, from the way it, the way it feels for us and how it looks to others, that these communities are sort of being pushed off to the side and like, you know, we, we're giving you the bare minimum. I hope that's okay. And I'm here to tell you today, it's not okay. Like it, we should, these, these content creators and the things that they do and the, also the things that they put up with on top of it to, to, to make it in this community, to be a voice for, you know, on Twitch for others, they deserve to have the same spotlight and to have the same uh, respect put on them that, you know, your regular esports giant does, uh, you know, and again, it goes back to this like culture of like what we've been doing is okay. We'll do the bare minimum and that's fine. And it's just, I just don't think it is anymore. And I, some of that comes back to like, we were talking earlier with the, like, we have the token month in June right. and very events that I just have, like, it's almost as though it's a, a box that the company has to check off. And right. once they've done that, they've done their bare minimum and right. then they're supportive. They, they, they're not doing anything. Exactly. Checking that box to say, Hey, yeah, we're, we're good. Trust us. Keep buying stuff. Right. And I, and I don't know, I can't speak for my co-host, but he might agree with me. Like we, I, you know, coming back after we, and for a lot of the people in chat, I know you're new here uh, and you're, you're here because Justin said, Hey, go, go over there and watch me. <laughs> uh, uh, Quentin and I took a year break from doing, from doing Twitch. I mean, I, I streamed every once in a while, but it was mostly just because I was bored and I was just trying to, but we took a break for our mental health and a lot yep. of, a lot of research. If you look at people, Hey, taking a break and come back a year later is tough. Like it is not easy to do. It is not something that pe people just say, start fresh start over and it was i don't like playing by the rules i'd like it's kind of like the punk in me <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and it's just who i am as a person right like i just don't like playing by the rules and um you know we came back and and we were like all right and we're just gonna keep pushing and we're, we're big 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 champions of mental health here on maelstrom radio yeah. just we took that year off you know, I got the help I needed. Shin is still getting the help he needs. And I, I mean, I'm in a better place. I moved states. I, I did everything that was right for me to do right. what I needed to come back here and be myself. And yep. and I, I'm so much happier now that I can focus on my hobby, which is talking about video games and talking to amazing people on this platform, doing amazing things, which has always been the basis for our show. Um, right. So I, I completely hear you. And I, and I still think like, just like 
what you're saying. I think that mental health also is something that Twitch can also focus in on yes. and have these talks as well and and have those panels and and, and show how many people out there are just sitting here and, and discussing amazing things. And Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm all for Penny Arcade Lives and and. and in esports and all this, but we could have these talks live and Twitch right. could sponsor them and it's nothing for them, right? It's just a flip of the switch. Right. And so I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm behind it. <laughs> yep. And I think I, I do. I think it's amazing that you guys did that too. I think we are so quick to cast off mental health and just to, you know, not to work through it. And I think it's amazing that you guys did that. I mean, it's tough coming back, but it's worth it in the long run. And I, I completely agree. Yeah, mental health is something that, you know, has that same stigma around it. And, you know, it's not talked about because it's not it's not what you're supposed to talk about. You're supposed to be like like ninja. And you're supposed to be hype all the time and you're supposed to be like over the top. And, you know, like I think Twitch could be more than that. I'm not saying I'm not trying to like knock ninja for what he does or anything like that. But it's so much more because of all the diversity and all the different experiences that people bring to the platform. So there's so many options why do they keep choosing the same ones exactly and there was a point where we i think i was always hype like when the show had hit and every time i was super hype and i was like and people expected certain things from me and like oh wait square enix did something final fantasy 14 he's probably gonna get real angry and like people would start salt primaling and like (laughs) like i can't wait to get him be and i would be salty but you know sometimes it was coming out of a place of anger (laughs) uh, (laughs) and now i'm just i'm a little more i still get salty but (laughs) but but i get salty i think for the right reasons right like i i kind of feel for the people that wanted like the the clothing from valley tion's day to be not like not gender specific I feel for right. them. I think that's a that why like you, yep. you clearly can make the near outfit and make my hero's butt pop. Yep. You can make anybody's yep. butt pop in any outfit. <laughs> I'm with. I stand with you. I'm salty about that too. I think exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so, but and, and again, like a lot of people, like yeah, Ninja Ninja does. D- d- he he's the reason he does what he does so well. And I, you know, I, I could go on for a whole new episode about how Twitch treated him after the fact and it's, it wasn't fair to him. Like he, he did what was best for him and he's doing what he does and he does it very well on another platform. Good for him. And I'm not, I would never disparage Ninja. Like he does a great job. I'm not Ninja. <laughs> so I'm not going <laughs> to pretend to be Ninja. I'm not even that great at Fortnite. So I play it. <laughs> not that great at it. <laughs> Uh, and I think we have one last thing here. Uh, I can keep going if you want. Oh, go ahead, sir. I mean, <laughs> uh, so with this, uh, like bringing on new content creators, like uh, you mentioned that a lot of them are, uh, you want them to have that same sort of, um, I guess, communication around all these different topics and they want them to be involved with all these different things and not just necessarily focus on one area to have that whole like, intersectionality. Uh, for I guess streamers or viewers even that are coming up into this that are not necessarily at that level, do you have any like recommendations or suggestions for them to try to like, even if they're not part of this team, how can they help out? Yeah, I, I mean the first of all, the purpose of the team is to be like a safe place for everybody. Um, I think if if a streamer was wanting to figure out how they could also help and get involved, it, it doesn't even necessarily have to be for Rainbow Arcade in particular, you know, I think 
Rainbow Arcade is supposed to represent sort of like a sentiment that, you know, we deserve better as the LGBTQIA plus community. And that also we need to do better as a community ourselves of uplifting people, uh, you know, intersectionally within the community. So I think the, where it starts is one, if you're a streamer or even a viewer, it's being honest with yourself about who you are while you're streaming, especially if you're LGBTQIA plus I've, I've witnessed, you know, on the platform, people using the LGBTQIA tag. And I, I don't think they necessarily recognize sort of like the weight that carries. I, I'm not saying I, every time I go into an LGBTQIA plus stream, I expect there to be like a rant about, you know, gay rights. Like, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I love it. But I do expect that there, there should be sort of like this unapologetic willingness to be yourself uh, and to make it so that when people see you, they see you for who you are and that that speaks volumes to who you are, what you stand for and how you interact with the community as well. I think it's so important. I think, for example, it's very easy for streamers to like sort of fill a bubble and they think that they maybe need to act a certain way or be a certain way. And I, I don't think that that gets you anywhere. I, and two, I know when I first started streaming, I was looking at the big streamers thinking like, what do they do? And I quickly realized that that wasn't helping me in any way, shape or form. I, you know, like, and it sort of defeated the purpose of me being on Twitch in the first place. So I just stopped trying to be anything but me. And I also just, I knew for a fact that, you know, I wanted, I wanted to do more with the privilege that I have, especially as a white cisgendered uh, male uh, who's gay in the community to, to listen to others and to try to uplift them. And I think that that's, that's at least the bare minimum for everybody. You y'all need to learn how to listen, first of all, uh, because there's so many of these great stories that that you completely miss out on if you're just willing to do the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, so I think that's an important first step. And then I think, it, it, like I said, it doesn't need to just be Rainbow Arcade. Like there are so many wonderful LGBTQI plus content creators. There's absolutely no way we could get them all into the team and still like manage the chaos that that would become. Uh, so it's about being intersectional. It's about like, if you see your fellow LGBTQI plus streamers, like get in there and uplift them, like protect them, stand with them, you know, never speak for them, but like do whatever it is that you got to do to protect your family here. Um, you know, and I think that that's, that's has to be first and foremost, like rainbow, like I said, rainbow arcade, isn't just supposed to be like, you know, LGBT plus people who play games. It's about, a, a you know, a movement to make it more inclusive on the platform and beyond. Uh, and I think that that starts with, you know, everybody listening, growing as a, as a person, and then, you know, standing with, you know, your family in this community. Yeah, that hits, that hits like Maelstrom Radio Home, I think. Uh, uh, I, don't, I shouldn't go ahead. I know, I know you have something to say. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It really, it's goals, right? Like, uh, we we I don't know like I don't want to say yin yang like what are we like two sides <laughs> like I don't know where you're going with this so it's all on you <laughs> all right perfect <gasps> oh no you let me off my leash <laughs> uh, I regret I, well no we're we're two very different people but we're best friends and but what who we are are very like like we may enjoy the same games. Uh, and we may enjoy like we may have some uh, shared opinions on certain things, but we are two very different people, and right. and 
we we together were both uh you know we both champions of, like some mental health we're both champions for for the lgbt uh and I, i'm gonna mess it up because i always fail at the <laughs> end so excuse me i i will mess it up all the time it's just because uh, in the I, notes uh, yeah <laughs> this is why we have just notes. just for LGBT, you it's in the notes I, I try. I get mush mouth. It's not my fault. LGBTQIA plus. Am I right? Did I nail it? Did I get? There you go. Oh. <laughs> me. I will. I will always mess. It. It's. It's not. It's just who I am as a person. I mess up lots of things. It's. Fine. <laughs> uh, clearly, if you saw the start of the show, you know. Uh, uh, An adventure will come to mind. Yeah. Uh, you know we 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 want to be there right we want to be at that level and and it it's exciting to see that like you know there are opportunities and teams out there i wouldn't know where to start to get on a a a team like i don't think we're we're i don't think good is a choice like i don't i think for you guys it's not about being good it's about being great in the sense that you have that community you're building that safe space and right for for Shin and I, <laughs> like I don't I don't know where like where we would even start like like where him and I see that as a goal for us not like not essentially I'm saying your team but a team where we can say like hey listen mental health and and being positive and being an ally like how do we like if I was someone coming new to this platform right and I saw your team. What what would be like to and this is a personal question, what would be a piece of advice you would give somebody new who's like, Hey, listen, I see Justin, I see his team members, like how do I do this? Like how do I represent myself in a way that down the road I can be considered for your team or be start my own or like you know how how because it's very like starting Twitch is very intimidating for somebody who's like right. I, I like playing video it's like it starts off I like playing video games and I have a computer that can kind of stream how do I get to the point where it's like how do I champion this like is it something that is it an energy is it like just how you build your space yeah I think it, a lot of it comes from our experiences you know we you're sort of I, I wouldn't say I'm like indoctrinated into it but like you I have like experience you know growing up gay where, you know, that sort of gives me a unique perspective. And I think for a long time, and I think a lot of LGBT plus people feel the same way, you try to find ways around it. You look for paths that you can take that make you seem more straight or more with the norm. And I think for anybody coming onto Twitch, especially if they're LGBTQIA plus, sometimes there is going to be a wall and the only way is through it. Like you got to break the wall down and there's just really no other way around it. L- literally and figurative. There's no other way around. I, I, I truly think that to be successful on the platform and to do something more, it's just important to be yourself and to, and to just sort of latch onto that. Now, of course, don't be yourself if you're like transphobic, racist, like homophobic, Islamophobic. I mean, obviously not then, but like if we're talking about the LGBTQIA plus community, it's not about adhering to sort of like this blueprint that some, I think a lot of people think this blueprint for being successful on the platform exists. Uh, and, and I'm not trying to knock like stream coaches and things like that, but there's not a platform. I mean, there's not a blueprint, you know, there's not a, a one size fits all way to do it. And sometimes like the way that is you, that is most true to who you are 
is to break a wall down and make a path for yourself and just trudge forward. And that's what's going to bring people to you because they're going to respect you for that. And they're going to see you for who you really are. And that's way more important than like some kind of metric about like how many followers or how many views you have, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really hope that I've said something or done something that stands for more than just, you know, me popping on to stream for three or five hours a day and playing a video game, you know? You know, it's not, it's about creating safe communities. It's about being a voice. It's about standing with people. It's about listening to people. And if you're not doing those things, like you're just avoiding so much of the beauty of, of what it means to be on the platform uh, because you're missing out on so many amazing content creators who are really doing something with their voice and with their platform. I, uh, I've always been a uh, big, big uh, person in a, in a way that, uh, I shared my thoughts of how gaming always from a young age for me, it's always a bit about sharing um, not only like this experience of like just having fun, but how like you were these people in this game. Like it didn't matter who you were. If like, I like, you know, I, I may be a straight right. man and that's fine, but I'm overweight. I'm Hispanic. Like I was different growing up and I was in a primarily white school and you know, I was darker. It was weird walking in and being like, I am not, I am lightly golden brown and delicious and I'm nothing like everybody else here. (laughs) And that was, it was hard sometimes. And, and, uh, you know, and, and how I got through that was like, just, uh, you know, meeting the people that like, Hey, you know, like, Oh, you play Mario. Cool. Let's like, let's talk about it. And I've always been like, you know, there's a passion in a, in a, like, I don't think gaming should be fighting amongst people. I think it's always been like using it to share love and like bonding and growing together and having these experiences. Like everybody at like the near concert last night, no, everybody was there for the same reason to enjoy the music of a series they loved. And I think that is something that is great about Twitch because we share these, I can share near with people. I can share final right. with people and then talk about it. And I think it's something that I, I would love to see more of. Cause I think a lot of people are too busy about, you know, you know, crapping on the games or, and like, I get it. Some games are bad. Some games are good. It happens, right? Like nothing's perfect in this world. There's going to be a bad game. There's going to be a good game. I, right. I just think that people need to like, take a step back, enjoy themselves again, enjoy gaming again. Don't be so harsh. I, some creators and devs are doing something. There's times and places where we can just set, but having that conversation in a proper way is important. But I right. think we really need to like, have that like group again of like just loving gaming and yeah so uh i'm I'm all about that like i'm all about like it sounds weird i'm not like if you're not like high fives and hugs and like (laughs) 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 um or and i shouldn't again i don't know where we're at because you jumped all over so i'm gonna like yet again (laughs) wheels yours buddy i just i just ruined everything yeah excuse me um yeah, I guess, um, was there anything else that you wanted to kind of bring up with about Rainbow Arcade or yourself or, or any of this going on? Uh, you know, I, I think I just encourage everybody, you know, to, to get involved with the team uh, and, you know, be, be champions for the LGBTQI plus community. I, I can't stress it enough that the team isn't supposed to be like, your one-stop shop for all things LGBTQ on the platform, because there's so many creators, you know, go and support them too, like uplift them too. 
you know, I think about the comment I just made about, you know, if you're just starting out and, you know, breaking through a wall and it's something I even had to just check myself right now, even thinking about it, because like some of those walls are very different for some of us. Uh, you know, like I, I, you know, I'm white. I can pass as straight if I want to. And like that wall is very different looking to me because I can hide those things. Whereas I know that there's some amazing, you know, black content creators who are LGBT as well. And there's some things about themselves that they can't hide that gives them hate, like the color of their skin, which is absolutely unfortunate. So I think if anything, like my big takeaway from this is like, please like support everyone in the community. Like there are so many wonderful content creators and you are selling yourself so short if you are only looking for people who look like you, who you're only looking for people who sound like you. It's, you know, it's an unfortunate fact that like we tend to gravitate towards that, but like get out of your comfort zone, like just go and listen, enjoy their content too. You know, I, I just can't stress that enough. So I think for me, that's like the big takeaway, you know, rainbow arcade stands for something. I obviously, I love and trust every streamer on the team. They're all absolutely amazing. And I'm sure their communities will welcome you with open arms, but there are so many wonderful content creators of all different, you know, nationalities, colors, backgrounds, religions, it shouldn't matter. Please like put yourself out there, like get a new outlook by putting yourself in a situation that maybe makes you feel uncomfortable at first, because you're doing more for the entire LGBTQIA plus community. If you do something like that, than just selling yourself short on, you know, what you're comfortable with. So yeah, that'd be my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And not related to the streaming side so much, like the last year I've been focusing on um, trying to find artists and creators and um, mostly focusing on the LGBTQ plus uh, community and uh, people who are not like myself creating right. things, mostly art um, and just seeing the different things and stuff that they produce. And it's like, it's amazing how much is out there that we just, we don't see, or we don't get the right. opportunity to see because it's usually hidden. So I, I, I'm definitely looking forward to a lot of this stuff that you're talking about. Like you were talking about, um, sorry, blank for a second there, uh, the, <laughs> with the like black history month coming up and doing some of that intersectionality and working with, uh, creators to, uh, bring attention to this and to kind of, help promote this content. Like I, it's something that I have not seen on any other platform. And I know at least myself, I'm really looking forward. Um, so with that in mind, like you've launched now, you've done this amazing week long charity streaming event where you <laughs> raised double the money that you originally were planning right. to do. Uh, are there any other events that you have that are like coming up that you are able to share right now or kind yeah, of just- Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're putting all of our attention on Black History Month coming up and highlighting the creators. So um, we're going to have, uh, we're, you know, just to give you like a sneak peek, we're asking our black content creators to sort of create uh, or to share, uh, you know, one minute long recordings. I think for us, a big way is just getting the message out because I think the message, you know, doesn't go far enough sometimes. So for us, what we're really trying to do is we want to hear the stories of our black content creators. Uh, I'm in a a predominantly white area of the United States. And I hear the same stories over and over again. Uh, and, you know, I think we as a community need to sit down and listen to these stories to understand not only how people outside of the LGBTQI plus community can, can, you know, throw hate at us, but also how internally we can be horrible too, especially when it comes to race. Um, you see it on, you know, 
grinder or something like that all the time, you know, and like no fats, no femmes, no Asians, like, you know, you have to look mask, you, you can't do any of these things. And it's an unfortunate fact. So I think for us, the, the next big thing moving forward is Black History Month, highlighting the amazing Black content creators we have in Rainbow Arcade. And then also making sure that as a community, we're uplifting our Black content creators as the as the month goes on and all year long then as well. So our plan is really to have like a big thing where uh, Black content creators talk about their experiences and then we can sort of synthesize that into one hear the voices of the black content creators on our team and then help amplify their stories uh, because so many of them are doing absolutely amazing things. And those are stories that deserve to be heard uh, and absorbed by the community at large. So that's coming up. Obviously we have, you know, we're being very careful as we move forward that we're, we're taking stock of, you know, uh, and even as I'm learning, as I go too, because, you know, I don't know, you know, I didn't know the exact date of like trans visibility day and stuff like that. You know, it, you know, part of this process is that we're all supposed to learn and grow just because like I'm in rainbow arcade doesn't mean that I know everything already. So I, I think, you know, for us, it's just making sure that year round we're highlighting these creators. And, you know, if we have these connections and ways that we can use our privilege to uplift other creators who face a lot more adversity than I do or others do, that we can be there for them year round. So, you know, the most concrete thing I can say is our Black History Month uh, events. And then, you know, moving forward, it's just about making sure that that voice is uplifted year round. And of, of course, we have other things planned, but that's down the pipe for sure. <laughs> I wasn't expecting like a whole list of like, here's all the 18 events that we have planned. Yeah. We've been around for like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have this whole thing planned out. Like, oh, everything's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> he, he walked in with the five year plan. He came, he's like, oh, he's got it covered. He knows where they're going to be in 2027. He knows. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably still be here. That's. <laughs> Which is fine because we're good at this. Some days, most days, most some days. Uh, so, <laughs> we, uh, I, I, Justin, I thank you so much. Like honestly, thank you so much for uh, coming and 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 talking to us. Um, it. it we we didn't know you would say yes. We honestly didn't. We didn't know. <laughs> no, I I can't thank you guys enough. I, this has been it, it's it been so much fun. First of all, but it's so important that you know that people just are willing to listen and to uplift the community. And you guys are doing that, and that that means a lot. Not just to me, but and not just to like the Rainbow Arcade, but you know the entire LGBTQIA plus community benefits from having these conversations and. I can't thank you guys enough for that. I'm, I'm speechless. Like, I really, I like what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're thanking us, like, but like, you know, it's something we strive to do here is, is to make sure that everyone has a voice on Maelstrom Radio. Uh, you know, we, we do the streaming part and like, that's fun and stuff like that. But like the one fun thing about doing like the podcast is that when we put this out, we hope people listen to this and, and get something from it and seek you out. You know, somebody that right. is streaming and that doesn't know about Rainbow Creed that is doing this and says, oh, wait, that the perfect place is this for me and right. seeks you out and, and you and then discovers their, you know, and, and hopefully joins your team and is, is good. I, we hope that that reaches that person. 
you know, I don't know where they're at, but (laughs) I hope hope it reaches them. I really do. Right. And of course, you know, you're always welcome back here. You want to hang out, talk about video games with us. You guys tell me whenever I'll be back. I was just saying like, we got to get you back sometime in the future or maybe so get with, uh, some of your other members there. Yeah, I know that'd be great. Yeah. It'd be great to get some other members on. Let's see how much of, uh, how much, how much has things have changed from like, you just <laughs> fresh out the gate two weeks. Right. And then you're trying to wrangle 70 different streamers in another few months. Right. <laughs> it's like herding kittens. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Who, knew? <laughs> Who knew? I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I would, you know, pimp your stuff. <laughs> tell us, tell us where to find you. <laughs> Uh, pimp myself, like just, you know, sell, you know, tell me people where they can find me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So on Twitch, I am Justin underscore Nick, uh, on, uh, Twitter. I am, uh, Justin underscore more M O O R E, I believe. And that's, that's all you need to know. That's good. (laughs) Fair fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. I, I have one community shout out, uh, for, from our community. Uh, it wasn't in our show notes, but it, it is the real hot chili pepper, aka Chili, in chats. It was his birthday this week. Chili is the kindest, nicest human on this planet. He, he earlier in chat, he dropped codes from the the uh, Mog Station in chat for the Thancred outfit and a few other things, and a Fantasia to change from it to a Lollafell if that was your choice. <laughs> uh, chili is fantastic. Uh, and happy birthday, Jelly. Like, you, honestly, you're one of the most amazing people we know, and you supported us since day one here at Maelstrom Radio, and you're still here, like, years later. So happy birthday, buddy. Thank you so much. Happy birthday. Thank you, Jelly. Happy birthday. Uh, Shin, do you have anything? I have no other closing thoughts for this. Apart from thank you again for, for coming on and for dealing with our technical difficulties. No, and- you guys are fine. <laughs> I know everybody who streams on Twitch. If you haven't really streamed on Twitch until you've had some major technical difficulty. So it's it's three part of the years. course. We haven't sorted them out in three years. I mean the computers have gotten better. But somehow <laughs> the technical difficulties never go away. I don't get it. I keep building computers and so- don't under I don't get it. <gasps> Just don't get it. All right. Well, of course, I'm gonna go ahead and you know just let everybody know uh, where they find us. And I'll, of course, as we always do here at Maelstrom Radio, if you don't know, you know my final thoughts as the intro rolls out. So don't or the outro rolls out. So uh, you can find us here biweekly uh, every Sunday. Actually, it's weekly, but I'll get more of that. You can find us by the live show, the the radio show, this show. Bi-weekly, uh, Sundays at 5 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard. That's 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, every other Sunday, uh, Shen and I do a stream. Uh, we, we stream games together, and that's fun because we have to finish game. Although Shen will be out next weekend, so I'll have, I might have subs in for that. I, uh, I'm in next week, I think. Oh, you are? All right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then we're going to finish We Were Here <laughs> Together, and, and one of us is going to die, probably. <laughs> or not. My hopes is we both get out. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one that leaves. So, uh, <laughs> two of three games in the series, I have died in two of the three games in the series. <laughs> we're playing the- it's not, I'm not liking I, my chances. Not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you stood on the block. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, 
You can find us, uh, of course, you know, that's twitch.tv forward slash Maelstrom Radio. You're already here. We love you for that. Uh, our recorded show is on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, and Stitcher. You can find us on all the things, really. Uh, if it's not on something you want us to be on, let us know. We'll throw it on there. Uh, you can go find all of our links to all of our things at maelstromradio.com. Of course, you can email us at show at maelstromradio.com. If you have, if you have questions and if you want Justin back, you have questions for us. Uh, or something to be answered if you you know if you don't want to reach out to justin you want to ask us and we can reach out to justin for you if you want it to be private we're we're help we'll we'll facilitate that if we need to we know sometimes it's hard you know asking questions if you trust us with that when you want us to reach out to justin we can do that for you uh if you have something you want us to ask on the show or have justin back and we can ask him questions live we'll do that too (laughs) Uh, of course, you can join our Discord, which is uh, maelstromradio.com uh, forward slash Discord. It'll take you right to our Discord channel. You can join in and talk about video games, or Justin's there now. You can talk about Rainbow Arcade or Final Fantasy IX. How GG's that? GG! Absolutely. <laughs> Twitter.com forward slash maelstrom underscore radio. Of course, Facebook.com forward slash maelstrom radio. Of course, there, we have a Steam community, and that's under groups in Maelstrom Radio. Join our Steam groups. We'll play video games with you. I'm playing Monster Hunter. Come help me kill Rathalos. I died. They, even with the gear they gave me, they gave me like ketchup gear, and I still died. <laughs> so it's it's an angry dragon. So uh, with that, uh, I'm gonna let these uh, two fine uh, young men <laughs> say goodbye one more <laughs> time before I play our outro and uh, get us out of here. Bye, stream. Yeah, bye everybody. Thanks for hanging out. I know, I know, but I just, now you can say bye one more time and like. You're all smiles. Look, I just made you both smile. It's fine. Just, just go. <laughs> just go. Make me happy. That's all I want. Yeehaw. Yeah, yeehaw. Let's go. <laughs> oh, by, by the way, if you're here right now and you want to follow us, that follow button's completely free, and I guarantee the comedy is just <laughs> so. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, I want to thank every single one of you in chat uh, for hanging out with us. It's been an honor. Uh, it's, it really has. Like, I, I, It's been a while since we saw this number in chat. If you're here, please give us that follow. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, we play all sorts of video games here. Monster Hunter and um, everything else. Uh, what else can I say? Thank you again, Justin. Thank you again to my co-host, Quentin, uh, our wonderful producer uh, and mod in chat, Susan Sprinkle. Again, happy birthday, Chili. Remember, toss a coin to your Witcher and keep listening. Maelstrom Radio is a production of maelstromradio.com and Blackfire Media Productions. Today's episode is produced by Flatus, Schimter, and Susan Sprinkle. Logo and artwork by Mary Larkins. Find them over at themarylark.com. Intro and outro provided by MDK. Find his music over at mdkofficial.bandcamp.com. Views and opinions expressed on this episode belong to Maelstrom Radio and their hosts and do not reflect the views and opinions of the companies discussed on today's show.